Okay, hi, this is Dave Rapocio, a.k.a. Drawplay Dave, and welcome to the very first episode of the Drawplay Podcast. Um, I'm here with my uh, co-host, Sam Grezis. Holding a, uh, a bourbon and a flamed lemon peel. Excellent. That is a good choice. Anyway. Thank you. This is, as I just said, the very first episode of Drawplay Podcast. It is um, not... We're just kind of winging it at this point. We have just at this point. sort of started out. We just wanted to talk about sports and just get together and say things and talk about random topics. Well, we given that we can't we can't talk about random topics on, uh, you know, on KSK anymore. Yeah. Uh, gives us the chance to kind of rekindle that a little bit. Yep. In case you didn't know that we are both former K- Kissing Susie Colver refugees. Yep. Draw Play Dave and Robots Fighting Dinosaurs of KSK. So, like I said, this is just winging it. We're both just trying this out. We hope it works. We've actually already tried once. The recording failed for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. I, I don't even want to go into that because it was just technical problems. We really have no idea what we're doing right now. So we're mm-hmm. just so apologize for any audio issues you might hear. I'm not apologizing for anything, <laughs> Dave. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm just setting up the readers or the listeners, I guess that fair enough we might but have you, some but, technical issues at the, to start this off this is your apology not mine i'm i make i make no apologies for anything well we do need a yin and a yang here that's that's true <laughs> we're we're setting up the good cop bad cop uh yeah that's like the key to any good podcast right is a good cop bad cop uh uh dynamic right that's yeah, what that's that's what that's, that's, that's what they said on like uh on like Tech Insider's top five tips for budding podcasters. Have a good cop, bad cop. Exactly. And that way, that way, they'll always confess. The secret is, I'm actually the bad cop, you just don't know it. I'm a, I'm a bad cop masquerading as a good cop, which makes me the ultimate bad cop. <laughs> Dang. It's a long con. So, anyway, um, we might have started this at an awkward time in the offseason to talk about football because mm-hmm. there's really nothing Not happening much news. right now our our yeah. first attempt at recording this we we did it like first week of free agency and there was all kinds of stuff to talk about but then we had technical issues and we finally got things up here and there's nothing happening right well, now kind of, i mean yes and no right the stuff that we were talking about in in free agency a, a lot of that stuff has has evolved and you know it's 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 kind of Although it's not as much like breaking news, breaking news, you know, it's uh, it's fun at least for me to kind of see where all these things go because a lot of the the like news from the first week of free agency is just bullshit and stuff that like may or may not pan out or may or may not even matter, you know. And at this point, once everyone's kind of like thought about it a little bit, like I mean, we talked about in the first in the first one that again you don't want to hear. A lot of what we talked about was RG3 and uh, wh- where, uh, like, will will the Browns take him? Where will he end up? Is he, is he done? Because it was right when, it was like, we recorded that pretty much the day that he got dropped, right? Yep. We recorded that the day he was uh, cut. And now, I mean, now we know where he's going to end up. And it's, I, I mean, that's, I don't know, that that to, that to me... It's more fun for me to think about like signings and how things are going to like fit together than like react to, oh, this guy got cut. Oh, you know, 
in the first week of free agency, the, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals put out a press release saying that they're targeting Colin Kaepernick or, you know, any, any of that stuff, because who knows, who knows whether or not down the line, that's even going to be anything. That's true. So, I mean, since we're on that topic, why don't we talk about him? What do you think about him going to the Browns? It's listen in about (laughs) five years, we're going to, we're going to look back on RG three's career. Are we going to have an, a 30 for 30 about RG3? There's uh, definitely, there's going to have to be one. Because listen, like, I have never seen the system, like the NFL system, fail someone so repeatedly so many times. Like, here, here is, here is RG3, who, I mean, regardless of whether or not you think he has any left in the tank, you, you could not right now, and, and I challenge you to do this, Dave, if you can, you know, more okay. power to you. Name two franchises in the NFL less suited to foster young talent. Um, I name can't. one. There's name there's, one. You can't there's do it. Nothing. There's um. Eh, I don't know. Maybe the no, not the Jets. The Jets. No, no. The no, Jets no. are the just Jets, bad at drafting. They're not. They're yeah, not the Jets bad are bad at, at drafting, but the Jets. I don't know, man. The Jets usually do okay with they've drafted more quarterbacks in the past decade than anyone else has did you see that graphic they've drafted more quarterbacks than anyone else wow um that's a shame we see how well that's worked out yeah uh but no it's marks they they even like made mark sanchez into like a half decent quarterback for a little bit there for a little while i mean all he had to do was not lose the games and the defense would win it and he was okay at that Yep, and then the defense yep. slacked a little bit, and all of his flaws came out badly. That's, I mean, that's definitely true, but it, I, I think that's more than RG3 ever got from the Redskins, and more than, they, or more than he will get with the Browns, although the Browns are like, I don't know. The Brown, it's, it's a really weird situation because if it had been any other team, yeah. but he was going underneath Hugh Jackson, I'd be mm-hmm. like, this could actually work. Because if he right. because if he right. could go under a coach that could possibly bring out the best in him offensively, Hugh Jackson, that's a great choice. It, re- it really is. But so, it's so the Browns. That's the thing. There's more to this than meets the eye as well. It's not just like, oh, it's the Browns, you know, like whatever, factory of sadness. You see, it I, kind of is, oh, it's the Browns. Because I, I think about this. I feel terrible making those jokes sometimes because mm-hmm. I know Cleveland fans are just sick of it. And for my money, <laughs> right. Cleveland fans are the best in the NFL because of how they've stuck with it. But for 15, 16, however long the Browns have been around since their re- re-inception, uh, That's, yeah, yeah. they have not given any of us the benefit of the doubt to to say anything but LOL no. Browns. They no. have they have they've earned no respect whatsoever in that entire time frame. Well, but quietly over the past couple of years, maybe it's just that they're treading water and and everyone else is getting like really really bad. Like the Browns no. this past year weren't good. But no. they weren't a train wreck, you know? I mean, they, uh... I guess they they, they had train wreck uh, games, right? But but like most teams I, I, do. Most teams will have a train wreck game, but it's just it just feels like this constant systematic problem. It feels like they go through this same cycle yeah. every 
couple years. They get a yeah. new coach, they clean house, everything looks like it's going to come on the upswing, and then it all just crashes down violently. And uh, and I wonder, I wonder. So if if getting a new coach and new players doesn't solve their problem, I wonder where the problem could be. Yeah. It's the same thing as the Redskins. I wonder. It's such a mystery where the problem is, and no one knows. Oh man! The sad thing is, remember several years ago when Jimmy Haslam bought the Browns? And yeah. Browns fans oh, were like, man. "Oh my God, we They're finally really... got rid of that other ownership. Yep. Maybe yep. we'll be okay." And yep. nope, oh, this man. guy's arguably worse. I totally forgot about that. Wait a friggin' that is some salt in the goddamn wound, dude. It, it just doesn't get better. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Nope. nope. I think it's it's really statistically hard in sports to be as bad for as long as the Browns have been. I well, well we can we can actually talk about this because that's kind of okay. So this is this is something that I've kind of wrestled with for a bit. What sport do you think it's hardest to be bad at consistently? Hardest to be bad at? Yeah, because I think um, I think football might be. No, 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 no. No. Uh, hardest to be bad at would probably be basketball because of the way the draft works. Yeah, it, it'd probably be hardest to be bad at basketball. I, I just feel like basketball, there's enough games that even yeah. like the bad teams can find some chemistry once in a while. And like you get you, like you see like the teams like the Lakers and the, the Sixers mm-hmm. this year that are like intentionally tanking, but they're still right. occasionally competitive like, when they I, try. I, I think it's I think it's tough to be bad in basketball i mean truly awful for a truly long mm-hmm. period of time like 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 the hornets under jordan pretty much <laughs> or i mean yet yeah, seriously like they're awful they're not i haven't I been following the eastern conference aren't they in the playoffs Are the they... hornets yeah i they they might have been on the bubble i i mean i'm i'm not sure but i know that they I'm were gonna look really, that up right really now bad please do uh, keep talking i'm gonna look me. it up um, but they were they were really bad uh, up through like like December. They had a really bad record, and then they just got really really hot. Yep, they're in the sudden. sixth spot right now. They're wow, in the they have the sixth seed. They're probably going to keep the sixth seed too because they're three games above the Pacers. So, mm. so I mean, they're probably not going to get past the first round. But yeah, the Hornets made it to the playoffs. Sure. Well, good for them, I guess. Good for them for kind of proving me wrong, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's, it's, it's, I want to hope that there's more to this Brown situation for RG3 than meets the eye, because, uh, again, I, I feel like he never really got a fair shake in Washington. He didn't, he absolutely you know, didn't. He, I, I feel like even if his best years are behind him, we never really saw his full potential. We, like, injury or front office, you know, bullshit, or, like, tinkering with the roster in ways that don't make sense. Those things all kind of stole RG3's good play from him before he had even had a chance to try. You yeah. know, field conditions. Like the fact that the fact that his he was out for a year plus specifically because, you know, they didn't pay for good field maintenance. And then you know, the that's... fact that he got rushed back because the coach didn't particularly like him. Yeah, jeez. He was it he was... was not ready to start. He was no. He didn't have any preseason practice time. They just threw him in there for week one, and that was the worst decision they could have and made. You you remember when when because there was a smear campaign against him at that time too. In in the DC media, everyone was talking about how oh he's soft. The team doctor says he he can come back, where he had 
he had his own personal doctor as well as two other doctors, like second opinion, say, no, yeah. no, he's got at least three months left to, to recover before he should even start thinking about like doing any kind of strenuous activity. And, and then like the Redskins were like, oh, no, 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 he's fine. He's yeah. fine. So since Dan Snyder owns like all of the Washington media, the story was RG3 is soft. You know, of course, what happens? He comes back and he's not the same person. And, you know, it. it uh, we all know what sick. happened since then. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of hope for Redskins fans. I knew mm-hmm. a lot of Redskins fans growing up in Maryland, and they were yep. they were so happy to finally have a quarterback that was worth a damn. And Yep. They had him for a season. And listen, that first season was great. It was. It was it was a, it was a really fun season to watch. Although I will fully admit that when I was watching him that year, I remember saying to myself, this doesn't feel sustainable. It was not the way not the way he was playing. If he had he, if he had learned how to pocket pass, yeah. I think that would have been one thing, but the way he was running around and throwing his body, I'm like he's not going to mm-hmm. make it. And I remember watching the Seattle playoff game right at the beginning, like the first five minutes. I remember watching that game. And before I have to had to leave for work, I'm like, I told my girlfriend, like, he's not going to make it through this game. He's not going to make it. And like halfway through what my shift at work, she's like, you're right. He's gone. I feel like a couple people. I remember I was I was watching some of that at at a bar and I was like, he's going to he's going to tear something. And like, I, I feel like we're not the only ones who I think everyone kind of Everyone's felt like, it. There was that undercurrent where he's just like, Oh my God, this he's going to die. It's a, it's a matter of time. We're, we're literally going to watch him die. It's, I mean, ugh. it's, it's just, it's a shame. It is. It's a shame. And you know, I, I, I prove me wrong Browns, right? Prove me wrong. And, and support, Support this athlete and make him into what we all think he can be. The thing Please. is, we don't even know if he's going to be the starter because they still have. No, that's true. They still have Josh McCown. McCown didn't actually play all that badly for the Browns last year. He just got hurt. And no, he was no, a bit of a was... turnover machine. But outside that, like he was throwing for pretty good yardage. He was putting up numbers. Like he he was not playing badly. And then a lot of people have them taking a quarterback with at the number two spot, like Wentz or Goff. Yeah. Yep. So we don't even know if RG3 is going to – I don't even know if he's going to be on the team, really. He Listen, might get I, cut. Well, uh, I, doubt, I doubt he'll get cut. I, I don't think it would be bad for him. So, so the Browns took him for a reason, right? Yeah. No, no, matter what, uh, no matter what, the Browns took him for a reason. I just assume a hobo told Jimmy Haslam to do it. I mean, either way, though, like, I I, I got to think that the Browns, you know, they might put him second or third on the depth chart, but they're not going to hang him out to dry the way the Redskins did, just lingering on the bench, never playing. No, uh, Hugh's going to use him. If he, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, it's going to be for a reason, and it's going to be to get, like, some skills that the Redskins didn't teach him or, like, some skills that he needs for the Browns-specific set up to par. I, I don't, I don't see this as a, you know, as like San Francisco taking Bling Gabbert, you know, I don't see this as that. No. Uh, although I've heard uh, there, there have been inklings that like, they really like Bling Gabbert over there. 
and they mm. think he's he's made strides and you know well, he technically happens, he... played better than Kaepernick last year if you look at he the, did like, he, he like it was it was like the banana peel on top of the trash instead of in the middle of the trash well but... there you go what was he he did something did he like rush for a touchdown last year or like he won a play he ran game he, ran, or... he ran for a touchdown um I don't I don't think it was the Bears game I think he won the Bears game on a overtime deep pass that's right I, no that's right it was it was it was he beat the bears. bears he beat the bears because the bears yep. shanked the field goal at the end it went to overtime and then they threw i think it was a bomb to tory smith and they yep. won that game but i yep. think there was another game where gabbert ran for a long touchdown and there's like a big f- picture from that season of just like everybody celebrating around blaine gabbert Man. that whole 49ers situation is really interesting because it Cap obviously wants to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, moving. Let's Why move on we? to Kaepernick. So he's yeah. been in negotiation with the Broncos for since free agency pretty much started. Well, and, you say negotiations. Uh it's it's. I think he wants to play there. I just don't think he wants to take a five million dollar pay cut to do well, it. Well, that's a thing, and and that's in the you know, except for like Deadspin, um. The reporting on the contract negotiations has been like Kaepernick wants more money. That's not necessarily the case. The The negotiations over Cap's contract are he has guaranteed money in his contract that no one wants to pay. Yeah. And like the negotiations and the the pay cut that uh, that Cap is trying not to take in really a pay cut, it's like. It's like give me give me, give me the money you said you were going to give me please. It's kind of that simple and uh, it, it no one no one wants to because of how lackluster his play has been but I mean at some point you know you I just you find it funny because he and... he definitely screwed himself over with that contract. He, he bet really on himself. Did. He and, really did. And now he's realizing oh that was that yep. was a terrible terrible mistake. There was another. There was another player that did that uh, this off season too. He like wrote his own contract and and gave himself like zero dollars in guaranteed money. All of his salary is pretty much play, uh, paid in performance bonuses. Whether like and if he makes the squad, oh. I forget the name of him. It's not, uh, it's it, not the guy. The other guy that Broncos picked up was it the Seattle offensive lineman Okung. He, didn't he represent? Him? Yes, it was. It yes, was. yes, yes, yes. It was. It was Russell Okung. Yeah. He, yeah, and and I mean, he's gonna make the he's gonna make the cut. He's gonna yeah, get his fine. money probably. But like, at the end of the day, like, what if he gets injured? Which the, is a very high possibility. He is not the most healthy player. No, no. He. I don't think he he put anything. Unless I'm mistaken, which I could be. I don't think he put anything in his contract that's like an injury. Like I get hurt in the off season and can't play, you know this this is my guaranteed money even if I'm not playing, which is just come on, man. I get that they all like think they're the best and believe in themselves and you know want to play, and that's a good competitive attitude to have. I, you know, you think you're the best, you think you can do anything, great, but don't don't like don't like screw yourself over that way when. Literally everything else in the NFL is conspiring to get you less money. You yeah. Know? Yep. Especially, you know, especially if the NFL hasn't like crowned you as one of their like Wonder Boy superstar 
we're going to throw money behind you and make you the face of the franchise kind of people, you know? Those 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 other players, they don't get the endorsement deals. I feel like no. I feel like everyone looks at JJ Watt and like, "Oh, he's getting a mega amount of money. He's like this big mm-hmm. deal, but JJ Watt's probably making more money just from his endorsements than he is from his contract." I was reading I was reading a really interesting article about uh going back to basketball for a second. It was about Steph Curry. And uh, is this he, the uh, shoe article about how yes. Nike shortchanged him? Nike, well, he didn't. They didn't shortchange him. They well, were they, like, they just didn't everyone wants him. to play. Yeah, right, exactly. They they called him Stefan, Stefan Curry, and like they spelled his name wrong in the in in their little pitch PowerPoint because they were like, yeah, it's a done deal. You know, is everyone wants to sign with Nike? And he ended up going to Under Armour and kind of turning them into a brand that's to be feared and yeah. is now like they've got a big. They, like, sponsor half of, like, the college football teams in the Big Ten, I think, and, and like, beyond. They, like, do all of their uniforms. Um, but I, either way, what they, were, what they were saying is that, like, for basketball players at least, these endorsement deals, especially shoes, Michael Jordan has made boatloads more from the Air Jordan brand than he ever made, ever made, playing in the NBA. And certainly more than he ever made gambling. <laughs> well that's that's even more because that's like negative right you like yeah yeah <laughs> he, he would have been a billionaire much sooner if he i want to i want i want a a bar graph of michael jordan's like lifetime uh assets and you have like gambling debts and abs assets like all the way to the left and then you've got like space jam right over there you yeah. got like Air Jordans, you got NBA earnings, um, golf tournament winnings, uh, the cameo he did in Like Mike featuring <laughs> Lil Romeo. Oh you know, I want, I, want, I want that kind of breakdown of his uh, assets. If he was smart, he'd try and capitalize on this stupid crying Jordan phase. Oh, dude. He, I, yeah, he. I wonder he what he smart, thinks he about would. that. That's, that's like the one thing it. about it. it. Like, I wonder what he thinks about I it. I bet you he hates it so much. Let's see. Well, if you and... want to bring it back to uh, players with too many endorsements. Oh, we, sure. We, we, let's, uh, Peyton Manning was offered Phil Simms' spot in the booth <laughs> next to Jim Nance. So, uh, so here's the thing. If you don't know anything about me, folks, uh, you, you, the first thing you should know is that I fucking hate Phil Simms and Jim Nance. I host uh, host and like intermittently a a Twitch show where I used to play uh, real life football on on Twitch, <laughs> um, where I led the Raiders to a, uh, a Super Bowl, um, and Phil Simms and Jim Nance used to call all the games. And uh, you know when I'm watching when I'm watching football like on Sundays, it's Phil Simms and Jim Nance on 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 the call most of the time. They're friggin' horrible oh they're they're horrible i i don't know if i hate them quite as much as you because i don't end up watching a lot of games with phil sims on them all right first of all my my team's the Giants, so i watch a lot of fox Mm -hmm. so i i get stuck with joe buck and chris collinsworth for the primetime games i so i think that's so that that actually might explain it yeah because Um, i i hate phil sims but I think I hate Collinsworth more because and... I was I was never like I don't I don't have any love for Collinsworth right and I think Joe Buck Joe Buck's a better baseball announcer than he is a football announcer 
Yeah. Um, he like in football, like he's fine. I don't mind him. He um, he he bothers me less now than he used to. Sure. I think he tries a little bit more now, so he's not <laughs> quite as dead. Yeah. It was the beard, man. It was the beard that did it. He no, grew the beard and oh, then he got some personality. His beard was terrible, though. It looked it like was he terrible. pubic it hair was to his and, face. And is terrible. Collinsworth bothers me the most because I feel like he has the most potential to be great. Oh, that's, you know. You see, that's, that's the thing. Like, when, okay. when people always give me, like, why do you hate Collinsworth? Collinsworth is great. But I sit there and I watch the games and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff Collinsworth does that I really respect. He 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 really breaks mm-hmm. down the plays. He gives a lot of props to offensive and defensive linemen during plays because like they'll show a replay and be like, That's "Here, true. watch yeah, this yeah. defensive lineman. Watch the way he comes through. Watch the offensive lineman." How he, he gives credit to the players who don't get enough credit. Yep. And like he does all these things that I really respect, but he does it as Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> and I I just can't. I hate his voice. I hate the way he talks. He is so smug. It is so true. unbelievably smug. He can't go a quarter without talking about his own career. Mm-hmm. It, so, so the the funny thing that you're you're saying about all the things you hate about Chris Collinsworth, and all the things I hate about Phil Sims that he is he's vapid, he's wrong half the time. He like he can't go that long without talking about like fawning on one of his favorite players or fawning on like the fact that what what i the thing that phil sims does the most that i hate was like when i was he he like pays himself like backhanded compliments he's like i could never do that when i was was playing and but but you know he doesn't really mean it yeah you know so the more we're talking about this the more i'm realizing that if they give peyton manning phil sims's job the best case scenario is that he's just milk toast, vanilla, like Buick Verano salesman Peyton Manning. That's what I assume he's going to be. He's just going to—he's just going to be completely vanilla. He's not going to say anything bad about anybody. The 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 alternative though, and like this is this is darkest timeline. Peyton Manning is Phil Simms's accent and inanity mixed with the smugness. And and self satisfaction and like ego yeah. of Chris Collinsworth. I could yeah. Peyton definitely it, it, like, has it's, potential it's, to be absolutely possible, terrible in the booth. Right. And I've seen yeah. a lot of people talk that he shouldn't be in the booth, that he should be he should have like his own little breakdown analysis mm-hmm. show. Yeah, he'd be he'd be like he'd be, I think, better in in like a Terry Bradshaw kind of role. You know what I mean? Oh, just as like one of the halftime. Yeah, I can actually see that because yeah, I can like, see like him riffing like with Fox people. Sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that. Listen, I, I saw him on like on when he hosted SNL. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he was okay. He has like, he, he has enough personality that he he's okay on TV. He he does he does, but I don't think he has enough personality that he can kind of do it on his own. You know, I think he'll need he'll need someone who's not. Well, who's not the the brick friggin' of a eighteen hundreds era brownstone in Georgetown, DC, Jim Nance. Friggin' all the personality of man, I don't know, uh, the inside like drywall insulation. 
Like, yeah. he needs someone who is not that to kind of bounce off of and not even, like, riff with, but literally, like... He needs a good Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly. Al Michaels. Al Michaels is one of my favorite. I just, like, listen to Al Michaels talk because he just seems so amused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can tell he's just kind of enjoying his job and, like, when he sees yep. something happen, he's just like, ah, that's, that's fantastic. Yep. yep. I love Al Michaels. I love John Gruden. John Gruden, so John, John John Gruden, Gruden is the Mike good kind of, my favorite. Yes, that, I would agree with that. Mike Tirico, I love it when he gets mad and passionate. Yes. Yep. But Mike Tirico, angry Mike Tirico is a fantastic experience. Um, so, a lot of people so, hate John Gruden, but I think he's the good side of inanity because yeah. he, he, he's complete nonsense, but his nonsense is so much more entertaining than someone like he's, Bill Sims. I, I don't even, I, I honestly don't agree with that. I think that the reason John Gruden is so great is because, yeah, he's inane, and he gets excited, he gets, like, out there, he's weird and, and fun, uh, but he, after I watch a, a Tariko Gruden broadcast, I feel like I have learned more about the game of football. I don't know if I could say that about a Jim Nance, Phil Simms uh, broadcast. John Gruden is able to break down plays in a way that is so so relatable to the to to the viewer yeah um and it, it's really impressive to me that he he's able to do this kind of like off the cuff while he's speaking very passionately about something that he loves you see that's actually the part that i like about collinsworth he's also really good at breaking down the play he just happens to be chris collinsworth at the same time sure sure i guess the uh the takeaway here is more john gruden more John Gruden. More John Gruden. More, more Mike Tarika. More we, Al Michaels. We need absolutely more John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I wish they'd bring back Gus Johnson. Gus oh, Johnson yeah. was my favorite. I, yeah. I love Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson was great. So, I have a great Gus Johnson story. So he used, mm. when he used to call the games, um, our my junior, might have been senior year of college, me and my roommates all pitched in for um, NFL Sunday Ticket. And nice. the very yeah. the very first week, there it was a uh, Bengals versus the Broncos. It was like it was Kyle Orton era, like okay. And, and the yeah. Bengals were winning, and Kyle Orton stepped back. It was like seven seconds left. Orton steps back, throws it to the sideline. It gets tipped. Brandon Stokely catches it, runs all the way into the end zone, wins the game for the Broncos. Mm. It it was hilarious, and half the reason it was hilarious was because Gus Johnson lost his mind. Like, you can hear him. He's like, Orton, back to pass. Steps back. It's tipped. Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> Down the sideline! Oh, my God! Stokely! Wow! And it, it was the funniest thing. It was the funniest call I've ever heard. And we had our little box, and my roommate recorded it. And... Every time my other roommate, who was a Bengals fan, gave us crap, we would bring up that recording and play <laughs> yep. it for him just to piss nice. him off. Nice. That's, so that's kind of interesting. You don't hear that happen with any play-by-play no. caller anymore. The play-by-play is almost always like, drops back to pass, tipped and intercepted. He's, he could go all... Like, that's his... That's his, his, his I wish we had more colorful play-by-play, because play-by-play... I. I Get the sense that yeah, you want it to be normal and understandable mm-hmm. and steady and like Joe Buck does that really well. But I just wish, 
Like when you something can, fun happens, you should get fun? excited. Yeah, you should be happy. It's funny. I'm actually I'm working on I uh, I'm well I'm not sure if I can say what uh, outlet it's for, but I'm I'm writing a piece right now uh, that's on uh, the difference between I'm gonna get nerdy for a okay. second, like 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 real fucking nerdy. That's true. That's true. Um, so I. Uh, on, on Wednesdays here in Chicago, I, uh, I go to uh, Smash Brothers tournaments, and I commentate sometimes. Oh, my God. I didn't know this. About yeah, it's, it's fun. It's I'm great. I'm judging you so hard right it's, now. <laughs> dude, 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 it's the closest to John Gruden I'll ever be. Okay? So, uh, so I'm actually doing a piece um, for a, uh, a video games uh, magazine and like blog on differences between pro sports commentary and uh, esports commentary, like fighting games and like Warcraft, Starcraft, all that. And one of the things that I noticed is that even though, and this is true by the way, commentating on video games is a lot harder than commentating on sports because things happen so much faster. Um, I think even, it depends on the sport. It, it, football. Well, it I feel like football would be pretty easy to commentate because it's a stop and start situation. Whereas I feel like I'd have a difficult time calling basketball. Bas- yeah, because basketball, basketball moves pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, point being is uh, the problem that we're talking about, where where commentary with a few notable exceptions in, in John Gruden, Gus Johnson, some of the really good ones. Um, honestly, like if you ever watch, I, I would highly recommend you doing this. If you have the same problem we do is, is find the Spanish language broadcast. Yeah. Of, of seriously, I, I was, I was in, uh, in Latin America, um, a couple winters ago. Um, what a great country. Latin America family. is Latin America. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. The, the beautiful country of Latin America. It was Mexico. I was in Mexico. I don't know why I said Latin America. Um, and uh, I was watching football there, and I don't have much Spanish. I've got a bit, but I don't have much. And the 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 call is just so exciting. They did a uh, they did a piece on um, when the Panthers were going to the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. They you know they they have a like a Homer Panthers team that's calling it in Spanish for, uh, you know, for like for radio. Yeah. Um, and I think they broadcasted it like on ESPN two, like with, or not ESPN two. They, they broadcast the Spanish language, uh, uh, call somehow. And, and it's all like, it's, it's exciting. It's human. That's something that in, at least in, most sports doesn't happen but oddly enough when you're talking about video games literally literally a less human activity than real sports you get that you get like hype moments and everyone's yelling and being like oh snap you know it's 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 hard for me as someone who loves football a lot and loves sports a lot right to to like watch a broadcast that has so much like the athletes are it's blood, sweat, and tears right on the field, and the broadcast itself is very soulless. And I, I don't know how much of the blame that is on like the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, um, but it 
I think it's just mostly. I mean, I, I do think that like all the big organizations, they don't want too much personality happening. But I don't know if it's necessarily the organization's influence, as I think it's just a mm. holdover from old times. Video game okay. commentary is totally new. That's esports, true. Esports yeah. is like past 10 years kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas like people have been commenting on sports for 100 years. Yeah, and, that's true. And back then, like that, you were totally proper. Like I can't imagine a John Gruden in like the 50s. I guess I guess that that's right. That that if you think about um, com- like pro sports commentators, all of them are either journalists, so they're coming to it not necessarily from, well, you know that's not fair to say. Uh, you know, an entertainment standpoint, they're coming it from these old institutions, and they're all old. Like all these all these people, they've been in the system for a while, so they. It's just tradition. Like, we need it. It'll probably get maybe a little bit looser as the younger generation comes up, and it might happen a little faster now that we have the internet interconnecting I hope. everyone. We might get yeah. something like I don't know PewDiePie commenting on a Bengals game. <laughs> I, which, you know, listen, listen. I've got no love for PewDiePie, but I would love that. It'd be hilarious. It'd be it would unique be. at least. It would be unique. It'd be hilarious. It would. It would introduce football to people who aren't necessarily into football and uh, like anything like that i i am a fan of did you end up watching um the key and peel broadcast of the super bowl i did not neither did i um <laughs> this was, I, a was a good talk idea that was a great idea and i, I like is. ray and i my, my friend ray and i uh host uh, again an intermittent show where we live broadcast like we live host events we mm-hmm. did it for some of the games leading up to the uh the super bowl we did it for greece live um and that was horrific um but yeah i mean that's i think it's a great idea to have like all these different possible angles on broadcasting a game mm-hmm. instead of just like these big established people you can have all these different kinds like if you want to go for comedy you turn mm-hmm. into like this youtube channel right or if you want to go for really serious golf speak you listen to this channel and i mean yeah. it's it's going to be difficult to like actually reach that point without like certain people breaking copyright laws well, but yes and no i mean that's that's something that already exists today um you you hear like I know a bunch of people like when when we were when when you did the power rankings you did like a KSK power ranking of um of all the announcers yeah yeah and a bunch of the comments were saying something like yeah honestly I just mute the TV and listen like on my computer listen the, yeah I listen to the home to the team radio, radio broadcast. broadcast yeah because they're usually better they're usually great they're excited they they don't they don't make as many mistakes as the uh, as the you know bigger commentators do, simply simply because uh, you know they only cover like you know Bears games or you know yeah whatever they, they only know? have to know their one team's roster and yeah, then do and a then, little bit of research for who they're playing next week. Yep, exactly. They they on any given week they only need to learn one team. Right, the ins and outs of one team. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, this isn't really alternate broadcasts isn't really a new thing. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if if that starts, I mean, not taking off, but becoming more more viable. Obviously, the NFL isn't going to like it. Um, no. but there are ways, there are ways around it. You know, there's fair use, there's, you know, all that stuff. So it's just a question of how, how people could, will the NFL allow it? Cause I like, did you see that the NFL gave rights to streaming next year on Twitter? Yeah. Whereas a lot of people yeah. were expecting YouTube to get it. And I was, yeah. I was personally expecting YouTube to get it. I don't know Same. how they're going to stream on twitter wait didn't they i so i saw that i also saw and let me i'm actually gonna look this up i i thought that uh they pulled it i thought that i don't know um, i saw the first story if there's been follow-up i haven't read it i just remember seeing it being like how does that make sense is it just gonna be little are we just gonna call plays by 140 characters each because yeah that'd be awesome nice. like and then every yo then there's a touchdown and someone will photoshop a crying Jordan i wouldn't mind somebody. that that'd be cool um i, I just don't know how because twitter's not a a video stream service so i'm just it wasn't was it twitter or was it facebook it was twitter okay it was twitter because a lot of people were saying it because twitter's kind of having profit problems so that's true so yeah. they 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 a lot of people think that Twitter threw a lot of money at the NFL, sp- mm. hoping that this will pay out for them because Twitter has a revenue problem. Yeah, yeah, which it, I mean, it might. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it's it's confirmed, but hey, new. That's that's interesting. So so you know how uh, you know how last year it was a it was kind of awesome that you know they were live streaming the London games. Yeah, on Yahoo. Yep, they're not going to do that. Yeah, I heard Yahoo got pulled. Yeah. They're uh so Twitter is doing ten Thursday night football games. I which is Well, I mean it's Thursday night football, which means Well yeah, it's always well, does Thursday that mean night we're gonna football, get stuck dude. with Phil Sims and Jim Nance? Yo, you 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 Oh man. Is, wow. It, it is buddy, it buddy, you wanna you wanna know the games that are happening uh, on Twitter? What? Because holy crap. All right. I mean, it's Thursday night, so the games are going to suck anyway. Well, yeah, I just hold on, because <laughs> October second, week four, we got a uh, Jags Colts at Wembley. <laughs> week seven, we got your boys. Well, actually, this one's going to be kind of cool. Uh, we got the L.A. Rams at the New York Giants um, at yeah, Twickenham two, Stadium. Two and big markets. It, yeah. That's true. That might and be then, interesting because they'll just talk about LA the whole time. Probably, well, that, yeah. That's while they're be in London, the, as if they all, have the entire Rams broadcast this year is just going to be them talking about moving to LA. They're not going to talk yeah. about the team at all. They're just going to talk nope. about Los Angeles. But there are things to talk about on the team. There's exciting things happening with the young squad and that's with Rams with with the Rams. I mean, yes, there's a lot of cool stuff on the Rams, but they're coached by Jeff Fisher, so none of it matters. That's oh God. That's so true. It's so sad, but it's true. That, and that then team could be something Bengals great if it was coached by someone who it, it wasn't re- Jeff They Fisher. have the personnel already to have a playoff team. They need a quarterback. Do they? Hey, Nick yeah, Foles, I don't think you need Case Keenum. Need... Was didn't they say they were going to start Case Keenum? Like, uh, I well, uh, okay. So this is they this need is a quarterback. A, this is another. Um, this was another uh, thing that that I got from Ray. Ray. 
my, my good friend Ray, who I host Sam and Ray, host everything with, uh, has said in the past, Case Keenum, future NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. Your friend Ray uh, is wrong. He's, he's, uh, he's running out of time, um, I think. But uh, listen, you don't need a great quarterback to make the playoffs. No. You need a great quarterback to make it past the first round or wild card round of the playoffs, sure. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think if the Rams, you know, had a decent coach and had a decent scheme... They yeah, could. If they, they if could they didn't challenge. Have Brian Sch- I think Brian Schottenheimer's the OC, or is that is it Schottenheimer? I think it. I whoever's the offensive coach of the Rams is a garbage pile. He is. He's bad, and Jeff Fisher sucks. That's true. That's very true. The only the only thing fun about Jeff Fisher is he gets the teams all pumped up for the divisional games, and then that's how we end up with Seattle getting swept. <laughs> which is still hilarious to me. Like it feels like they built the Rams purely to beat Seattle. Yeah, which isn't really that's not a great plan. I think I feel like that's a little short-sighted in it, my mind. Yeah. But it it gets you a big notice every once in a while. Maybe that's how it that's keeps true. his job. But honestly, I think Fisher kind of still has his job because the owner doesn't give a shit about the team itself he's he just... doesn't he, i mean he doesn't and and that's been played out through how he's dealt with the move yep he doesn't care about the team at all he cares he doesn't care about, about the team getting cares about he doesn't care about the city he wants money and like listen more power to him but don't pretend one way i just we're this is this is uh <laughs> the the draw play cast the draw play podcast and episode one how the front offices of nfl teams ruin everything <laughs> like i mean seriously we don't even need another podcast episode no it's, it's it, pretty, it pretty much... much just be all the owners are evil people the commissioner yep. is a terrible puppet person who's also evil and yep. the league is slowly killing people and let's let, let me whatever let me football still think. rules who who of the owners so the um there are some good owners at least the people the i McCaskies would consider I don't less than they terrible don't do listen the mccaskies who own the bears they're fine uh, they at least i don't know if they're fine or not eh, they true. at least they at least keep their mouths shut and like Oh, guys like me, smart-ass internet people don't have anything to go off of unless they do some Googling, you know? I don't know. They're... what well, Chicago got the big stadium renovation several years, like, a while ago. Like, well, I, don't, right. I, I don't know if they, like, ever have threatened to move. Like, I, no, the bear owners no. don't st- strike me as scummy. Like, they don't... They're, they're, like, they're probably just yeah. as greedy as everyone else, but they don't strike me as that level of scummy that you get with Stan Cranky the, or the uh, Dan issue... Schneider. The issue there, so that okay, so the Dan Snyder is an outlier, and we know that. But I'm I, I kind of wonder how much of that um, is a result of the market because should, uh, the the Bears I like the Bears can't really move. They're no. in such a big like they're so historic. They're they they're in such a big media uh, you know market and. Soldier Field is a historic location. I, I'm pretty sure it's a protected historical landmark in Chicago. Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah, even though it's ugly as sin. 
it's, <laughs> it's it looks dude i've been to multiple games there it is it it does not look good it's brutalist architecture mixed with like weird neo roman uh, it's not good it's not a good stadium um <laughs> either way though like that's neither here nor there what what matters is like they can't really do anything about that they've got this money-making machine and you know then they're happy to mash go on it and just let it go whereas cranky like he doesn't really have those those problems or benefits you know what i mean yeah so so him it, like, not that it makes sense, but it makes more sense for them to move than it would for, say, Chicago to up and move in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Well, nobody, like, expects the Bears. Like, I do agree. Yeah. Like, St. Louis had roots in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. There there yeah. was there was an established presence there. And while it screws over the fans that are in St. Louis, I remember seeing all the teams that were threatening to move to Los Angeles. I remember thinking it should probably be the Rams. I, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if many people disagreed with you. Like, I, I think even St. Louis Rams fans kind of understood that their team was the most likely to move because it made the most sense. Right. Even though that that's not what they, they wanted. To like it. Yeah, and exactly. They're not going to like it. I feel bad for all those fans because they got screwed over. Well, the response was, wasn't necessarily that, like, we hate you for moving. It's we hate how you moved. It's that it's that they were like... Well, has any like, fan base actually liked a team for moving or respect the team well, for moving? Well, but, but the... But the, the because they've, the always mo- they've always hated how teams moved. Teams moving has always gotten that kind of criticism. That's that's true. And, like... And like Teams moving just automatically makes people hate it. Like everyone, you, I grew up in Baltimore. Everyone, yeah. all the old timers hate the Colts because well, of how of they left. Of course they do because they left in the middle of the night without telling anybody. But That's like, literally what's, what happened. What's like the they only team, the can you think of an example where a team moved where everyone was like, okay. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of one, at least um, not in my lifetime. Uh... I mean, the two yeah. teams in L.A., uh, the Raiders and the Rams moving out, like, that was that was contested. Um, yep. The Browns moving to Baltimore, we all know that story. The well, Colts moving the, to Indy, we know that. The The shitty thing, though, about about the, um, the Rams move was that the city was going to give Cranky everything he wanted. Yeah. Like... They, they, they were like, we're going to raise money and, and build this new stadium that you want, even though it doesn't make any sense. Like, we love the team that much. And the fact that, that Cranky was then, he was like, in, in a letter, like, he didn't just go, right? It would have been one thing if he just went and was like, we're going to move to a bigger market. He, like, actively shat on the city and the fans, being yeah. like, you don't come out to the games, you don't support the team. And then the fans were like, well, actually, we do come to the games. And we were going to support the team to the tune of, like, two, three billion dollars for a new stadium. So, like, don't make excuses. If you want to leave, leave. Just don't make excuses. Yeah, most of the teams, yeah. they just hold the city hostage until they get what they want. Right. But he, and, he had no intentions of staying ever. He no, was mo- he no. was moving at all, but he gave them the illusion that they could stay. Exactly, and and like from from my like 
from my standpoint and your standpoint who like aren't necessarily fans of the team, it's kind of obvious to us that they were never going to stay. No. But to to someone who's in St. Louis and is a diehard fan of the team and your owner tells you like you know, this is what you have to do to keep the team, can you blame them for taking him at his word? No. You want to believe, you want to have yeah. hope. I mean, there have been some some slight success stories the Vikings managed to quell those rumors and pay that's for, true and i mean people of minneapolis got a little fleeced by another, well, they, another oh, owner fleeced. but yeah and then the bills the bills fought back to keep their team yep um yep. Who, who else has been under threat of moving i guess jacksonville i guess san diego too san diego is interesting because it, it's kind of like the opposite case of well, the san Rams. diego was like because i, they I think the chargers want to i think the chargers want to stay in san diego but san diego refuses to give them all this money that, mm. like that the city refuses to get fleece because the city's got a whole bunch of other big problems they don't want to throw sure. all this money just to build a new stadium right because they've seen what happens to other cities so i i feel like the chargers want to stay in san diego because the because de- the owner has been trying to get a deal done in san diego for a long time that's it just true. Yeah, hasn't yeah, happened. And like even now, if the char the, the Chargers were ready to go and then they got another year, I think the Chargers want to stay in San Diego. I just don't think San Diego Wants is willing Chargers. to give them what they want. Sure. Which will be that'll be interesting to see how that kind it's of It's basically plays a standoff. Out. And I don't yeah. think Sandy I don't think the Chargers should move to Los Angeles because I I think that's just going to screw them over. They're going to play second field mm-hmm. to the Rams who have already taken who, over. Yeah. They were there first and they have the history too. Yep. So, so like you're just going to kind of be coming in one after the Rams and two, like they're basically going to be like base. the jets coming in underneath the giants yep. after the giants have been there for a long time. Well, and it took and, the jets a while to get the same amount of respect as the giants and they still don't have it. The, well, the funny, the funny kind of thing is, is that it would be, it would be more similar than you think, in in my opinion, because if if the Chargers move to L.A., they would still, in effect, be the San Diego Chargers. That would be where most of their fans would be. The drive, it's a long drive from it's, San Diego. I mean, to I think LA. it's three hours without but, traffic. I don't know. I, from what I hear, I know a couple people from San Diego, and it's, they it's say not that awful. they don't like Los Angeles. Like there's a big divide between the two, even though they're close. True, true. But, but the fact that they're, they're close. So, so, well, that kind of brings me to my point where the Jets have a huge fan base in New Jersey. So like it's, it's kind of the, a similar kind of thing where you've got, um, where you've got this team where, you know, it calls one place home, but the the majority of their fan base lives, you know, here, like X hours away. Um, that would kind of be what happens. Obviously, that's less than ideal. Well, I think, but... I think Northern Jersey is just all Jets-Giants and then New York. And the Jets-Giants divide in New York is kind of strange in Northern New Jersey. I think, actually, like, Jersey is a little bit more Giants than it is really? Jets. I think Long Island is Jets. Ah, From what um, I hear, like okay. Long Island and that kind of area, that's all Jets territory. Like the Jets mm. and the Mets are kind of similar. 
like Jets fans and Mets fans tend to be the same. Sure. And there's Giants fans and Yankees fans. So it, it's kind of like on those similar divides. So sure. I, I think I think Jets fans are all like Long Island people and Giants fans tend to be North Jersey, um, Manhattan, the slightly more well-to-do group yeah I think, I, the giants fans are the old money and the jets are the new money more or less sure 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 i know uh i know one of my one of my uh jets fans uh friends he's he's very much so he got well i don't know it, it, he's he's very much a stereotypical jets fans like Bruce. so he hates me because i'm a giants fan right he hates giant he's 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 more of a giants fan or, or a jets fan than a giants hater i so. jets, jets fans are funny because giants fans kind of view them as like their annoying little brother and jets yeah. fans hate it oh i'm sure they hate oh, that they, that is the most it. the like, most condescending mo- thing you mo- can do most, to a person most most Giants fans I know are just like, yeah, I don't like the Jets, but I don't really care about them. And the Jets Oof. fans, are, and, but every time Oof. the Jets play the Giants, Jets fans are like, oh, I can't wait to beat them. Oh, I just want to sl- clobber them. Oh, it's so satisfying when we beat the Giants. And Giants fans are like, yeah, whatever. Oh, I mean, man. You're, you're stupid, but I, I don't, I, I save my hate for the Cowboys. Sure. I Well, everyone, everyone hates the Cowboys on the East Coast and pretty much everywhere else. Everyone hates everyone. the Cowboys except Cowboys fans. Just like how everyone hates the Patriots except Patriots fans. Ugh. And I got a bad taste in my mouth talking about all this front office bullshit and then the Patriots and the Cowboys. Oh, we've been going for an hour now. Fuck football, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we got a couple weeks until the draft. And That's true. The draft in Chicago. You gonna go? I went last. I, it depends. I actually think I'm out of town. Uh-oh. Uh, that weekend. Um, how was it last year? Last year, okay. So last year, I was lucky enough to meet one PFT commenter there, who who is an amazing guy with with the hottest takes you will ever find. Um, and the greatest part about it is we went, and you know we got we didn't we weren't able to get that close, but we saw Roger Goodell come out, raised his hand. And instantly, a sea of the loudest boos just erupted from the crowd. That sounds fantastic. Incredibly organically. It was like, because sometimes you wonder, like, does everyone hate Goodell as much as me? Does like everyone some people know? might just cheer because it's starting now. Exactly. Does, do you, you know, do, 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 do people know about the, the, what he has personally done to, like, slow concussions research and like literally there's a lot like i i am not a casual fan i'm far i'm in far deeper than Mm. i think the average person so sometimes you wonder how much the average person does hate goodell and and it's a lot it's a lot even even the like well so like there's like casual hardcore right there's there's the people that watch every week and don't really don't really go to the blogs and they like get really into analytics and like you know, root, root, root for the home team. Um, and even them, man, ev- everyone there was booing. And it, it gave me hope for the future. That's good. And and the fact that they are coming again here after after we literally shouted Goodell down from the stage last time. Like, that's Chicago in... booed in New York, too. That's I guess that's fair. I, I think, I, I think that Goodell probably just sees it as, I'm going to get booed anywhere. 
yeah, Chicago seems like a decent venue. That's probably true. I'm surprised I mean, they didn't hold it in Los Angeles. I, I fully expected a Los Angeles push. That would have been interesting, actually, and I think that would have been a smarter move. Uh, if if I were I think, I think in it, charge, like business wise, yeah, I think it would have been a smarter move to hold the NFL draft in Los Angeles. You could you could hold it at one the of the Rams. theaters there, one of the historic I mean, theaters. I mean, all the uh, media companies are right down there. Yep. Yep. It would be it would be a it would be a very good push to get, you know, the people you want interested in the Rams interested in the Rams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that 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 was a. That was a hell of a missed opportunity for them. I won't cry about it. Nah, me either. I I don't know what to think about this draft. Like, there's no. If it's it's boring so far. I've been, it really I, is. I've started working on all my uh, annual draft cards, mm-hmm. right? Where I draw mm-hmm. like forty or fifty players, and I try and tweet them out as they get drafted. And sure, I, I used like last year was kind of fun. Because we had like Mariota and Winston at the top, we had yeah, some characters. Yeah, yeah. But this year, I feel like we have no characters. The the we, funny we, thing... we don't have like a Manzel. We don't like yeah. the, the quarterback prospects are just there. They're not as exciting as Winston or Mariota. They're they're just kind of good. There really aren't, and it's not even it's not even like it's not even like scandals, right? Like here's the thing: I don't know. Every year, there's always players who the camera lingers on waiting to get mm-hmm. drafted. This year, yep. I don't know who that player is going to yep. be because I don't see any potential candidates. Yep. I don't know who's going to fall because there's no one with an obscene amount of hype. There, there, There's no one who, if they fall to like the teens, people are going to be outright stunned. It, there, uh, yeah, There's, there's going to be no linger camera. We're not going to have any Johnny Manziel sitting at the table sweating bullets. We're not going to have Geno Smith and Manti Teo talk. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't really. Last year's draft was kind of boring outside the top because it went pretty much exactly as everyone expected it to. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember last year I drew like sixty players, and I was almost disappointed because I, I got them all right. I got I drew <laughs> sure. the first two years I did it. I missed at least three picks both times. Mm. Both times mm-hmm. I missed three picks. And those those pictures I tweet out when I miss one are always the ones that get the biggest laugh. Sure. So I got yeah. it this time. I'm like, so I drew like a couple. They're like, all right, here's my backup picture in case I get something wrong. And it never happened. I got everyone right. And it was incredibly boring. There, yeah. Nothing exciting yeah. happened. So this year I'm actually deliberately drawing like only like 45 players. Just so sure. I, I can make sure I miss somebody again. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. I'm trying to, I'm looking at, at mock drafts right now and, and seeing like if there's anyone like remotely interesting. I, I'm kind of, they've got, to they've got that guy Zeke from Elliott North Dakota falls. State going, going first. You know, they have that's Carson Wentz cool. going first. No, the first quarterback. Oh, the first quarterback. About to say, yeah, the so, Titans aren't going to. Not no, 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 no. Uh, that DE from Ohio State. They've got uh, scouts has going uh, Bosa. first. Yeah. Um, uh, every everyone I've seen has Bosa going to the Cowboys, which makes me angry. So I hope that Titans yeah. pick him. But everyone seems to. There seems to be a consensus that the Titans are going to pick the. Um, what's his name? Laramie Tunsil. I think he's from Old Miss. 
He's a yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yes. a tackle. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the he, he they have him going second. Um, I wanted to see where Shaq Lawson goes. I'm, I'm interested in Shaq. Yeah. I don't know who I want the Giants to pick because we're at kind of a weird spot. We're at number ten. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're that means all the really top players are going to be gone by seven. Right now, so we're right in, now we're it's looking be in like, like that second upper tier. You're uh, uh, right now they have you picking Carson Wentz. What? What mock draft are you looking at? We're not drafting Carson Wentz. Scouts Incorporated's top thirty-two for twenty sixteen. That sounds like bunk. We are not drafting Carson Wentz. We still have Nasib on the bench. He's been on the system. Eli's Eli's got like super strength. He like doesn't get hurt. Like mm. he's he's got several more years left in him. But he just signed a big contract. We're not drafting a quarterback. We're not gonna, I, I we're don't not know, draft. man. We are not drafting a quarterback. Are you going to argue with ESPN.go.com? Yes. Oh. I'm going to argue with them. I think well, they're wrong. Well, shit. <laughs> we are not drafting a quarterback. I'm sorry. It's not happening. We are going to draft a defen- defensive player. I'm always <clears> convinced. <throat> because we've put – we've drafted like two – offensive lineman in the past three years and that other year was Odell Beckham. We like we've spent mm. our first <clears throat> our picks in the first round of the past three years on offense and our offense is not our team problem right now. It's defense. Sure. We we need a defensive player. So it's it's I think it's gonna be a lineman. A couple people say linebacker. I don't know if it'll be a linebacker. There's an outside chance we might pick a wide receiver or a tackle. Mm. We're not drafting a quarterback. That's I I I agree with you. I'm just saying what what It'd be almost funny. Like I don't think this is a need, but if we picked Eli Apple from Ohio State, we'd have two Elis on the team and I I almost want that to happen just for Eli fun. So, um I think we're going to start wrapping it up right now. Um okay. this, this is obviously the first time. I hope you've enjoyed listening. We're going to try and make this a weekly thing. Um, it'll probably, it'll be the two of us pretty steadily. Um, we're going to see if we can get a couple other people to join in, like a couple of other, uh, KSK refugees. I know we can probably mm-hmm. get Spilly on. We probably can get Trevor on. We might yeah, be sure. able to get PFT if we can find some hole in his schedule. That would be awesome. It would be cool. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be basically this for now. Um, if you have any feedback, like any structure, any things you'd like to hear us do or talk about, we might come up with different segments to just Yo, make segments. a little bit more. We, we could probably use some segments just to keep everything more organized. Sure. But again, this was just us riffing and seeing how it goes. Hopefully this will go up. I'm, we're recording it Monday night. It'll probably go mm-hmm. up midweek. Cause that, also, if also, everything works well, if there's uh, no please, technical issues. Please contact us if you want any sponsorships. Especially if you run a uh, a major liquor brand or a bourbon <laughs> brand, or uh, or if you want to uh, submit your own awesome jingle for the podcast, we like, even if you have like contest. a good name, like I just have the Draw Play podcast right now. That's kind of mm-hmm. boring, but I can't think of anything sure. better. So if you got a good name, that's preferably a pun because I love puns. Yes. Yes. Dude, puns. Anything like that. Any feedback you got, 
Feel Yo, free that to give could it to be us. a segment. We should do that next week. Is 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 we rattle off a news item and uh, and we have to make a pun based on it or something. That's basically sports writing one hundred and one. That it really is. Dude, have you that's, seen that's Trevor's story? Time. Yep. Uh, everything. Oh, oh it's story time. Uh, uh, I like it, but I hate it. <laughs> I like it when I'm making the puns. I don't like it when other people are making the puns. Right. Right. Puns are only good because you're the only one who finds them amusing and the entire goal is to annoy other people. Yep. Yep. So, yep. If you have any feedback, please give it to us. Um, I'm I'm DrawPlayDave, DrawPlay.com. You can find my email on there. Um, On Twitter, I'm at DrawPlayDave. Sam? I am Sam Grezes. You can find me at SamGrezes.com or RobotsFightingDinosaurs.com. My... Twitter is hard to spell, so you can find it on my website, robotsfightingdinosaurs.com. And I'm also on Facebook on the Draw Play comic. So there's plenty of plays to get a hold of me, get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully. And have a good one. <laughs>